welcome to Creative Block. Uh, we're your hosts, Gene. And V. We interview people in the animation industry about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. Uh, we asked people on Twitter if they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Ari Castleton! Hello! Hey, Ari. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Hello. Ari is, uh, is a friend of ours, is a very talented board artist, talented guitarist, talented coffee maker dog owner dog owner not talented though not a talented dog owner that thing is barely <laughs> hanging on not a talented dog owner yeah gert's gert's down to what five teeth now <laughs> <laughs> um the fun the fun thing about our group right now is that we're all working on that house at the same time mm -hmm. yeah what a what a time what a time to be alive the golden age the golden Many, many hours spent uh, in Ari and V's office mm -hmm. complaining. What was it? Two, uh, two, one, four? No, wait. Two, two, three, four. Two, three, four. I'm sorry. I forgot. It was so long the, ago. I like, I forget that we used to share an office. Isn't that crazy? We were yeah. like, it's like we were always like, I don't know. There's a, that feeling when you share an office with like two other co-workers. It's like mini school. You're almost in like mini school, you know? <laughs> mini school i don't know what's it like how was your college because like in goblin like you were spending three years in the same room as mm -hmm. those other like 24 people so right uh, so that's big school and mini school is you spend it with two other people and you get paid at mini school it's dope yeah mini school is better than college college is overrated it is that's our favorite topic of conversation <laughs> yeah fuck college i did not share that office but i was in there all the time you might as well have. I might as well have. Yeah. You made it in like a bunch of those hourly comics. <laughs> he just shows up. I would kind of force my way in, to be fair. <laughs> I would purposefully show up and do something ridiculous, like <laughs> dropping eggs on the floor. Yeah, but by the end of the day, you're just exhausted. Uh, I was tired. I never actually drew any hourly comics because I was trying so hard to get in other people's hourly comics. Oh my gosh. But um, let's talk about Ari now. No, I want to talk about me more. <laughs> All right. No, Ari's great. Uh, Ari, tell us um, what you do and who you are. Hi. So I am a director or a storyboard director at Nickelodeon. I uh, started off as a board artist on Loud House is when, you know, we all met and stuff. And then Kind of worked up to storyboard supervisor on that show and now i'm moving to directing and it's it's been a lot of fun nice i usually start asking the career questions and like by reeling it back all the way back to when you were a kid and kind of when was the light bulb moment for you when you you realized that you wanted to work in animation and kind of what was that path for you to be like oh this is what i want to do yeah well as like a kid i've always liked like doodling and stuff. I'm sure you guys did it too, where you like draw on the margins of your papers like all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just like doing that all through high school, all through elementary school and stuff. And then when I went to college, you know, I went to a state school, Cal State Fullerton, kind of down south. I didn't, I didn't go to do art. I, I just went because it was the only place I got into. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah? Because I'm an idiot, you know? Like, um, stumbled into this. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, I took the SATs twice if you don't know what that is it's like a standardized test yeah to see how smart you are or something in america yeah and um they, they fucking suck they're the worst and i took it twice i got the same score each time so i am like proven stupid you know oh man wait what was your score tell us what your score is i think it was like 1390 out of like 2000 like that's not bad it, it's just breaking halfway oh okay it's out of two th i thought it was like <laughs> 
Never mind, you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, you are stupid. But yeah, I, I went to, you know, state school just to like, I was going to do like communications or something, just because something, I just wanted something easy. And uh, like when I had to declare my major, I ended up just going into art because I was like, oh, they have like an animation area. And I, I like doing little like flash cartoons and stuff. So like, might as well give it a shot. I could always just change my major. And I ended up like really loving the program as much as you can love a college drawing program right just because like that was the first time i'd ever met people who were like passionate about art and actively trying to pursue animation jobs so it, it like really opened my eyes into like all the different positions and shit out there and it wasn't really till i got an internship at nick halfway through college that i really understood like what jobs were you know what i mean and uh, how did you hear about the internship for Nick? And like, how did you like from, because it's a community college, right? That you went to? Uh, state college. State college? Yeah. Yeah, it's a full college. Oh, wait, I don't even know what the difference is because I'm French. So I don't know anything about American education. What's the difference between community and state college? Community college is like you pay per class. Mm -hmm. You kind of get to like, just get credits. And then you can transfer to like, like a full four year college, like a full education to get like a degree and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. A state school is, it's, it's a college, it's just kind of, um, it's, it, they're usually just like, they're like easier to get into usually. It's cheaper. Yeah, they're cheaper. They have different like more, more programs and like specific concentrations than um, a community college does and, but not as like extravagant as like a university. Almost like a trade school, I guess. Yeah, the, the one I went to was it specialized in business and Lord knows I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say that um, I drew this Kirby in the corner here and I, I'm bothered by how much flesh Kirby is displaying. I thought it would be funnier, but it makes me uncomfortable. It's really pink. I don't, I don't like how your Kirby looks like it has lips. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it does look like it has a little bit too much makeup on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so you went to school, but what's crazy is that like you, you went straight from having an internship at Nick to pretty much having a job right away. Like did you, you worked, you did work, um, a job between, but it wasn't, it didn't take you too long, which is really impressive. Oh, thanks man. That's the last compliment I'm going to give you. All right, cool. Uh, right at the beginning, but yeah, what, when it was cool. Cause like getting the internship, that was my first like experience with studio stuff and like what you actually do on like a show like they don't they don't tell you that stuff at school they just tell you like like life drawing and painting and stuff yeah right so i like went to meetings and i saw the storyboard pitches and i got to like break them down and stuff and yeah it was like oh shit like this is what they look for in a good board artist and i'm i'm, I'm seeing like how good boards are getting taken versus mm -hmm. like not great boards and I, I pretty much took all that information and applied it to my own work during like my last year of college and I was like cool I know exactly like what to improve upon when it comes to boarding so the internship specifically that was a the PA internship right yeah yeah like can you like describe that a little bit more um so it was like more production oriented so I hung around like a coordinator and just like took notes for them in meetings and just like it, it's mainly meant to like observe you know how a production works you're not like drawing or anything. I think a lot of people get that misconception of like, oh, if I get an internship at Nick, I'm I'm an artist now. You know, absolutely not. Yeah, and it's like nothing, nothing like that. There's there's no art to be done when you're an intern. Yeah, they legally can't. Like it's they shouldn't. They shouldn't, and they, and they can't. Yeah. No V. No V. Oh. Wow. What what did just, I do? You just killed V. You just killed. Oh. V. <laughs> oh yeah, we have to we have to make room. 
Yeah, that's kind of what, yeah. We, like, once once the drawing has been on the screen for a little bit, it's like, all right, time to go. But yeah, so I wasn't drawing a lot, you know, as an intern, so I just kind of took all that time to, like, take notes and, that's smart. like, really get to know storyboard artists. And that's, that's why they bring you in there as an intern, to, like, talk to people and meet people. Yeah, like, I wasn't really good at making, like, intern friends, so I, I just tried my best to, like, make friends with people on the crew. I like kind of met Gene there. Funny story about that meeting. <laughs> I like the, I like this story because I look like an idiot. I, uh, we started on the same day almost. I think it might've been the same day cause it was a holiday mm -hmm. before. And um, I went up to, I was making my rounds just saying hi to everyone cause I was new. And uh, I went up to Ari and I didn't know who he was. And uh, I was like, I like looked at Ari's name tag on the cubicle and went out to like shake his hand. And I was like, hey, Ari. And he's like, oh, cool. Your name's Ari too. And I was like, no, no. I'm like, what? Oh, my name's Gene. And that was, and then I never talked to Ari again. Yeah. Uh <laughs> like the entire time you were an intern, I don't think I spoke to you once. And, and like, as an intern, you're just like, what did I fucking do? What did I fucking do to make this guy mad at me? <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I was so ashamed. And I forgot that. And then you started, what, like a year later? You started as a board Yeah, artist. yeah. I, I uh, went back to school, did a film, and like really decided to like focus in on like storyboard classes and like ideas like behind that. So I took a lot of, I took like some comic classes. I took some perspective stuff. So yeah, and then like, I think it was just like on the career website, like the Nick career website was a board position open for Loud House. So I like messaged my old production manager and I was just right. like, let me, can I, can I test? Is that cool? And he's like, yeah, dude, sure. Sure. And um, that's a good, uh, good impression. That was a good. Yeah. Yeah. You reached out to production for the test. I was wondering if you reached out to Kyle, uh, who was the storyboard supervisor at the time. I don't think he was. Kyle was just doing boards. Oh, he was just doing boards at the time. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I took his position when he got jumped up. Right. That was kind of like what happened. But yeah. And it was like my time in production during my internship, like getting to know those people, I was able to, you know, kind of get chummy with the person who would bring people in to, to test and to interview and stuff. So, you know, I was able to test and I got the position, which was cool. And then, yeah, that's kind of like where it went from there. Yeah. And then that's when we were all moving from one building to the other during all that construction. And yeah, yeah. you were stuck at a, uh, in a hallway, essentially. Oh my God. I remember you guys when I first- Yeah. V was up in a hallway too. Yeah. When I first got to LA, so I was like thinking like, oh, this is LA. They have those big studios, right? Because cartoons <laughs> are big in America. And so Ken walks me, he's a really sweet guy. And he's like showing me the whole like, what was it called? The condo buildings? Yeah, the condos. The condos. So he shows me and I'm like, wow, there's so many stairs and so many floors. And I'm like, like, this is LA. Those are the big buildings for making the big <laughs> cartoons. And then he's like, this is your spot. And it was literally a table in a corner in a hallway that wasn't even a computer hooked up. And I was like, ha ha, that's really funny. Funny prank. Yeah. And he was like, no, this is really your spot. You think and, this is funny? Yeah. And I was just like, oh no, like he's going to hate me now. Like, <laughs> like I just dissed their like big studio space. Well, no, that space was terrible. <laughs> On one hand, like, we had fun in that space. That's where we all kind of became friends. But yeah, it was like an old building of condominiums that they mm -hmm. converted and uh, it wasn't great. It was haunted, I think. Definitely haunted. Oh yeah. Our security guard was like a conspiracy theorist for sure. <laughs> 
He was a bit of a nut. Didn't you have like a full office, Gene? You had like this big room. That was the only time that I've had an office and I shared it with somebody, but it was uh, it was nice. It was so big. I was so like, I was so jealous. I was like, mm -hmm. wow, they have a couch and I have yeah, almost no computer. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I had a computer eventually. <laughs> eventually. They finally gave her one. Yeah, yeah eventually. It just They just gave you like a lined notebook to do boards in. They're like, here you go. <laughs> I think that's something that uh, is a misconception about animation studios is that like a lot of them are kind of bad. <laughs> like the the actual insides, like Nick is pretty good. Like it that we had that new building and it was pretty empty and barren for a while. And it's like, now there's a little bit more life in it. Mm -hmm. Dude, I love the new building of Nickelodeon. I'm sorry, yeah. I love Nickelodeon. I think it's like, it, it's like that new building. I'm like, okay, it looks like Google, you know, like it's just, that's all I want. Just yeah, like very, a big tech company. And I'm, I'm very in. Startup -y. Very startup-y. Yeah. Cartoon Network's building's pretty, pretty dope, but but uh, Warner Brothers is like, it's usually pretty vacant. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have the, it depends on like what production you're in, I guess, but a lot of it feels kind of cold. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like other buildings. Sometimes they'll like uh, productions will be in like an annex or like a building that's not the main building. And it's, mm -hmm. it's just an office building with cubicles. Yeah. But like you do what you can, like you put toys and posters up and you decorate it and that. Yeah. I think that was the thing that I was like the most surprised about moving here. It was that, like, I didn't expect everyone to be in all those cubicles and like offices. Cause in France, it's all like open spaces. Oh, that's mm -hmm. terrible. Which I, I personally, I like, cause that's, I kind of reminded me of school. Cause I don't know. It's like, you know, there's a moment when everybody just kind of like starts going crazy and like do jokes and like watch videos. And then once everyone's done, like, like taking yeah. that break, everybody's like back to like being focused on work. I mean, that's kind of what we did. I mean, it wasn't yeah different. I think, but what sucks is that when you're in an open office, because I've I've done that too at my old job and and mobile games, and like it's you never get that moment to focus and like right. you know it's it's harder to go back to work because then somebody else will start like saying something and somebody so it's just like you're constantly in this zone of like the social socializing zone. Anyway, yeah, I guess it depends on like who you are and how. Well, you can focus and also i was wondering uh so ari like so you were doing so you did boards on loud house how was pitching for you for the first time like pitching a board yeah your own board dude i was so nervous i, I remember that day it was when i was in my my, my gross little dinky hallway office <laughs> <laughs> office is, office is so generous of a term yeah that's generous i remember just like sitting at my computer just like sweating like and i kept drawing like post-it notes to like try to calm me down and it was just like this look like schizophrenic like drawings just like everywhere yeah I, I think like i just like raced through it i it felt so fast and like like i don't know like i i just i remember like almost blacking out and just like waking up and it's like people oh. clapping and i was like <laughs> really oh, oh. and then like you know Showrunner was like, hey, good job. And then like other people are like, oh, yeah, good job. And I was like, that? Yeah, no, you you did great. Like, I, I don't even like, oh, man, I was so nervous. But I was also just like so happy that it was like done with, you know? Because I've always like known you doing like amazing pitches with like all the voices and all the like, yeah. the like flipping through the, the board pitches at the right rhythm that it actually looks like an animatic and stuff. And I was just like, yeah. gosh, dang it. These Americans, they can do it all. <laughs> these Americans. <laughs> Stupid Americans. <laughs> they can, they can like, they're, they, this is the country of, <laughs> of, pitching. of pitching and like, what's the word? Like show. Um, yeah. 
the show business. I was like, they can, they, yeah. they know how to present. <laughs> I, I definitely just like picked up the pitches I really liked. And, you know, there were, there were some pitches where you know, people just read through it and that's, you know, that's fine. If that's, yeah, yeah. Not everyone can be like, how you're doing it. You have to be like an entertainer almost. Yeah. And that's a lot to ask. Not everyone can do it. I, I think it's so important though. Cause it's like, if you're, sh- if the whole point of a pitch is to what, show it to an exec, right. To like sell your episode. So if you can like get the timing right and like everything, it makes it like a not great board look super good, you know? 100%. Yeah, that's that's something I've been like trying to focus on and trying to get board artists on my team to get better at is like, you know, have fun with your pitches, like do some voices, like make a fool out of yourself. Like it's totally fine. Yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you're good at that. Do you feel like you, you had to rehearse at first or did you just like, did you just kind of like wing it? Like what kind of like a pitch artist are you? I, I definitely like to rehearse, uh, like get the PDF and just like flip through it. So you know exactly like what drawings are coming. Um, and that's how you just get really good at like your comedic timing and stuff. And sometimes when, like, when I'm pitching through it, I'll be like, oh, like this scene doesn't feel like, like the way I'm really thinking of it. So I might need to go back and add a couple panels to like put in those pauses, you know? Mm. Yeah, whenever I'm boarding, I think very much in the, in the sense of like, how is this going to feel in animatic? Or like, how, how is this going to like sell the idea? Yeah, that makes sense. How was how for you the transition to directing? Like, how, how did you come about directing and like, and then how, what would you say were the differences between boarding and directing? I, man, I was like, very surprised about what directing actually was. Yeah. You know, going to like the supervisor position, I was just like, oh, this is like, not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be just a lot more of like, me being like, do this instead of this. This is funny. Like, that's not... (laughs) Like in, in the most like not rude way possible, but but yeah, it's just it's literally a lot of fixing things. Like your job is to fix things. Yeah, you know, it's like quality control. Yeah. Yeah, it's like and, and my old boss told me this when I first started as a supervisor, and this like really kind of stuck with me. It's like it's not your job to like redo somebody's stuff. Like of course sometimes you have to, but that's not the point of your job. The point of a director is to like see what vision your board artist is going for Mm -hmm. and making that vision work right so i always try to like keep that in mind um and sometimes like a thing just doesn't work and you gotta you gotta redo it right i always try to understand what they're going for first instead of just being like "Ooh, that's not funny like i'm gonna i I have a funnier joke in mind but it's instead of like how do i make this joke work you know that's good yeah 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 that's interesting yeah that's probably a bit of a misconception about tv directing too i think a lot of people think that like they think of it as a, in a feature sort of way where you're this like auteur and you're like mm-hmm. a central vision, but in TV, you're part of the pipeline. And so it's like, yeah. But even then in feature, I feel like we had a uh, storyboard, uh, had a story on uh, uh, on Spidey, whose name is uh, Octavio Rodriguez. And he was like, that was his job. He, and he like, he like told me that that was his job he was like oh yeah my job is to understand what you're doing and help you really knock it out of the park like make sure that like what you're going for that's really translated in Mm -hmm. like in what you're pitching right so I think like in every project that's like what the role is well there's that there's always that person but I I think in in 
I, I could be talking, talking out of my ass about this, but I feel like in feature, there is a bit more overseeing of everything. Whereas in TV director only does maybe like two it, it's, it's episodes, you know, specific episodes, not everything. And so you're, how many episodes do you, would you say you're usually working on at a time? Um, uh, on loud house, it was a lot. It was like maybe four or five at a time. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, just because when I was directing on that, it would be like seeing it from script to like animation. Like, yeah, right. I see. All of it. And on this new show, like we haven't got animation back. So it's kind of hard to say, like if we're going to be involved with that. But mm-hmm. I think I'm hitting maybe two, three at max. Usually once I hand it off, a new one will come in. Yeah. And and yeah, to, to play off what you were saying, Gene, like, yeah, there there is this like idea floating around like, oh, if I'm like directing I'm going to make it funny. Like it's, it's going to be good. Cause I know what I'm doing here, but it's like, <laughs> dude, you, you are still like middle of the totem pole as a director. There are, there are still like multiple people above you who can change exactly what you do. So it's just about like being smart, you know? Right. Would you say, um, I guess I was going to ask a question about how to like manage, like the management kind of side of um, directing. Cause you, cause, mm-hmm. cause when you're a board artist, the only people that you're, like quotation mark like managing is your supervisor but like they're managing you really so like the relationship is like you're just like doing what you're told but like once you're like directing you have to like talk with people talk to your team but also talk to like your supervisors Mm -hmm. and I don't know like is like how was kind of like the learning curve of that or did you feel that it was pretty similar to being a board artist Mm. like it shares some similarities but it's kind of like realizing people's strengths as a board artist and seeing where they need to be pushed and just kind of like balancing that on on this new show it's it's nice because i have a i have like a team that i work with like i have set board artists mm-hmm. um that, that that are always that i'm always going to be directing and i know i'm starting to like see the patterns of like what they need to work on each episode and like maybe this person's camera moves aren't that strong or like this person's like drawing skills aren't that strong so it's like it's easy like when you have that you know to like work from Mm -hmm. but when you're like just kind of overseeing everybody it's a little harder I think you have to like put in a little bit more work to like really understand who needs to be pushed in what area and then just like showing by example instead of just like telling people like what's wrong you know like right you don't want to just be a dick and just be like draw better (laughs) board be good board like you're good now (laughs) like that's that's not good directing like that's yeah that that just makes people feel like shit and so it's 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 a lot of like taking the time to like bring somebody in and be like hey like i went over this one scene in your board and here's how I envisioned it. Here's how you did it. Here's the reasons why I did that. Mm-hmm. And like, just explaining why. It's good communication. Y- yeah. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And that's hopefully every job. I feel like a lot of, most of the time there's any problems in a production is because there's just no communication. It's like somebody's dropping the ball. Yeah. But that's, that's uh, I think it's an important thing for people to know is that directing in, in TV at least is different than it probably is in feature oh yeah i like it i i was also thinking since i know you've also been like pitching ideas and everything is that something that you want to talk about a little bit like kind of like what's your experience pitching the amount of work that goes into it and etc or if you would rather talk about your inspirations (laughs) no we can we can get into pitching I'm definitely like not the say all of people pitching my own ideas. I've only have a little bit of experience in it, but I don't know. I've I've done a couple like packets and stuff, probably not nearly as much as you two, but like my experience has been like 
just like make like pitch something that you would want to see instead of like right. what you think other people want and like don't overthink it because that's their like they're gonna overthink it if, if they do end up picking it up so you don't want just like your idea to fall like so far from where it started mm-hmm. mm. and, and maybe you guys can touch more on, on that but i think so but i mean yeah you're you're right but i think it it's hard i think it's harder the, the deeper in you go because you get kind of used to you get a better feel for like what executives will say and what yeah the sort of patterns are and like how people tend to react to pitches and so it gets like it starts to there's this nagging voice in the back of your head that's always like but they won't like that like you'll get these notes and that's when it gets yeah that's when it becomes a pain but mm-hmm. you're first starting out yeah just pitch what you want to pitch and don't worry about like trends don't worry about what networks are asking for because i've seen it happen where i will not say who but like certain networks will ask for certain things and they're like this is what we're looking for this is this kind of show we want yeah like girl shows we want girl main characters and so everyone which is should be normal that shouldn't even be something that we just like that they push for they should just be doing that yeah but um but they'll have these decrees and everyone rushes to try to get those pitches out and then suddenly gears will shift and now they don't they want to do this or whatever Mm-hmm. And so, and then it's like, oh man, like my pitch fell through because they weren't looking for that anymore. It's like, well, don't worry about that. Like just pitch what you yeah. want to pitch. Cause at least at the end of the day, you'll feel good about what you pitched, you know? Yeah. The girl show thing is ridiculous. <laughs> the fact that the, that that's like, that's like a, like a theme. <laughs> yeah. That's, <sighs> but well, I've seen it. Yeah. And uh, anyway, but yeah, uh, you, you do a lot of your own stuff, which is cool. You do comics, which are always really charming. I'm curious. I always like to hear about people's like influences and what, especially like what their big three is. Like, what are the three things that you feel like really shaped you and like kind of gave you um, your style, you know, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Man, that's, that's always like a tough thing. I feel like my inspirations are always like changing and stuff, but that's true. But you know, I guess like what, um... also you don't have to say one piece Naruto and all these, because we've talked about them in the past. No. You should. you should talk about them so that I can chime in. No, 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 it's fine. Well, I guess maybe an even better question is like, what was the thing that you remember inspiring you to really start doing either comics or whatever? Yeah, I, I think it was kind of in college when I started like taking animation a little bit more seriously. And like, that's when like Instagram artists became like really big too. Mm. Like, or just like people were posting on Instagram a bunch. And I was like, oh shit, like I just have like, infinite access to to like you know references on my phone and I, I just started following artists and I got really involved with like like Anthony Holden of course he's like was such a big inspiration of mine friend of the show I like met him once and like threw open my mouth but <laughs> so, he's so cool he's so nice I remember I actually do remember all right we were sitting in the same office and when he followed you back you were you lost your mind <laughs> 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 it's one of the best memories of my life that's um, it that's what you peaked yeah. son like if i have a kid i don't even fucking care like <laughs> yeah like i don't know it's just like he was such a like his like comics and like the way he like drew i was like oh like, that's how you draw good like that is it like something really spoke to me about it and then like jesse acklin his stuff like really uh i really like got into like cartooning and like gestures because of that mm. and just like comics wise i i love calvin and Hobbes. like i i read so much calvin and Hobbes as a kid yeah i can i think that shows that that comes through yeah like just that like slice of life like like nostalgic feeling like that really carried over to me i think and well you have a very like newspaper comics vibe to your art and it, i mean and then i think working on loud house probably doubled down on that <laughs> yeah. too 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you've always that you've you've always had that style of like being like like I could, I could tell that it was easy for you to be cartoony, uh, and I think that's like a really big plus because I don't know like I feel like there's actually maybe not that many people who are like very cartoony in their style on the internet nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, less and less. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I I just I don't know cartoony stuff. It's it's like weirdly approachable, you know, it's like, it's like easy, uh, in a sense, you know, deceptive, deceptively easy. Um, palatable. Yeah. And like, yeah, the realistic stuff, like it just never really stuck to me. Man, like only my drawings are here. I'm going to erase some of this shit. <laughs> well, that's something I want to note is that like, I don't, you, you don't really post that much online and stuff, mm-hmm. but knowing you, like you're drawing all the time. Like our walls were littered with your post-it notes and everything <laughs> at work, which I think is important. Like, I think that you, I've just like watched you develop this shorthand over the years because you just draw so much that you can just shit these drawings out. And like when you're working in boards or directing or anything, like that's really what matters is just drawing fast and being really like quick, to get an idea down. Yeah, I, I think. Look at this guy. Hey! Yeah, whoa! <laughs> I just had this like idea like seeing all those like videos online where it's just like people at Cartoon Network like board all their ideas on paper and like they have like the hallway of art and stuff and I was like I want that I want us to do that but like nobody wants to do (laughs) yeah pay me to do that yeah and I was like oh maybe I'll just start doing that and it's just yeah just doing like shitty little drawings like just really like help loosen you up and get the gesture out there and stuff and I feel like that's a lot of my job, just setting the, the bones of something, then handing it off to somebody to clean it up or something. Yeah. Going back to inspiration, would you say, like, what were some of the animation, like, like cartoons that maybe, like, had, like, a big influence on, on you? Or, like, that you really remember, like, maybe, like, a, it could be anything. It could be, like, mm-hmm. a TV show or a feature or even just, like, I don't know, like, a YouTube video or something. Because I like that you talked about Instagram, that that was kind of, like, your thing that you were, like, oh, like, I can do this, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, as a young kid, just watching, like, Toonami, like, really kept me going. Like, <laughs> um, sure. like, a lot of Dragon Ball Z and shit. Like, of course, I used to draw, like, Super Saiyan 3 Goku all the time. The, the one where he doesn't have eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> Eyes that are, like, like that, you know? There we go. <laughs> like, that shit. I, I don't know why that, like, spoke to me. It's the coolest. It's, like, fucking dope. <laughs> that, that whooper's so funny. Yeah, like, I, I watched a lot of that. Watched a lot of Naruto, of course. Um, it all comes down to Naruto every single time. No you matter draw what. a lot it's of Naruto. fucking funny, man. Just, like, putting anything in the Naruto world is, like, so, like... You and V as the Akatsuki is just the funniest shit to me. I mean, I get it. Uh, we, <laughs> a tangent. There was a moment on our time on Loud House where we all decided to recreate. <laughs> yeah. We had a random volume. It was the first volume of Ship It In. And we all decided to each take a chapter and redraw it. Yeah. And it took us like three weeks, but that shit was hysterical. Like we were quoting that for, for months. Well, the thing also was that like, we were supposed to draw it from memory. Right. So we each had a chapter that we had to draw in like how many, like like three or 10 pages or Whatever something? we wanted, I think. Yeah. yeah. That was- yeah. 
<laughs> that, yeah, that was that was so funny, man. Like we should print it, honestly. Like it shouldn't just be lost in it's online a Facebook mm -hmm. page. We should just like print it. And that, that's it. like one of the best things. It's like realizing how fucking silly your childhood influences were. Like yeah, Nar Naruto is like it's not bad, but it's not like good. Like <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's not, it's not good. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the first chapter of the manga though is so good. I think yeah, it's good. Because the problem is that, like, obviously in manga is like you, you like they have no time. They like they're supposed to do everything in a week. It's like it's impossible. Like it's, even if you yeah. have like all your assistants like doing all the the cleanup for you. Yeah. Like you still have to like write it and storyboard it and and like pencil most of the things like at least all of the characters like because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. obviously backgrounds the assistant can pencil and uh, ink them but for all the characters like the mangaka has to do them and also you have to do dress notes so it's I don't know that schedule is so insane to me but like for the first chapter they have a lot of time because it's like development right so they, mm -hmm. they have sometimes a couple months the first chapter of any manga is always so yeah. good and it cracks me up to see like how quickly it usually falls apart like I read uh Speaking of Naruto, I, I read um, Masashi Kishimoto did a another manga called Samurai 8. He like wrote it. Oh, yeah. And then one of his former assistants drew it. And uh, I think his name is Akira Kubo. I forget. But um, man, the first chapter is like beautiful. Like it's like these amazing two page spreads. It's like it's very much my aesthetic, too. But it's like uh, cyberpunk, like samurai. Mm -hmm. And then it like falls apart so fast. And it all becomes just like close-ups of characters and uh, no more backgrounds, no nothing. And it also didn't do well. Yeah. And they wrapped it up in like 50 chapters. Well, you, you can tell that someone was like tired and wants out yeah. when it's just like the faces and they're like, I didn't know what I signed up for. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard thing to maintain. What other stuff do you feel like influenced you? Go weird. I know you got some weird influence. Yeah, because you can talk about like books or like podcasts or like live action movies or like theater, like any kind of art. Oh, fuck, man. Dude, I don't know, man. I wish I was better at like answering these types of questions because I'm just like, I'll just like see something cool online and I'll be like, that's my style now. Like, <laughs> and I, I like take no note of it. I guess like weird shit. I don't know, I really like like, Elfin Lied. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that was like this weird, like, dark moment in middle school. I was How like, has it taken us this long to bring up Elfin Lied? Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, this is me. Like, <laughs> like yeah. But then, like, I, and I think, like, yeah, by the end of it, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I actually like this, guys. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. No, it's not very good. Like, describe it. What is it? Uh, Gene, you, you probably could do a better job than I can. Okay. It's like about a girl who, I don't even remember it that well, but it's like a girl who has like these crazy psychic powers. And can, I think it's like, she has like these psychic ribbons that you can't see and she'll like cut you up. And the first episode I remember is like iconic where she like breaks out of this lab and it's just like slicing people up left and right. It's just such like perfect 13 year old, like, yeah. oh man, cartoons can be edgy. <laughs> yep, yep. And she ends up living with this guy, but there's like a weird ancestral like cousin relationship that happens. <sighs> like, it's just not good. Like you, <laughs> you watch it and you're like, when you're a kid, you're like, this is cool. And then you watch it as an adult. You're like, this sucks. Like it's- This is bad. It's bad. You can really see the uh, ancestral relationships in my art today. Yeah, you really, it's not, it's not hidden. <laughs> but yeah, besides that, like I really loved Sonic growing up as a kid. And I used to draw like Sonic fanfic comics, but then like, 
I throw my shitty anime OCs in there too. That stuff is great. Honestly, Sonic has one of the best designs as a like character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a very good design. Right. You know, it's, there's like, you can't like, we can make fun of like the Sonic fandom, but Sonic has really good design. Sonic. It's uh, it was designed by committee to be appealing to an American audience. Like they nailed it. <laughs> like, oh, really? Yeah, it was uh, Sega saw, I, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm pretty sure that's like Sega saw the success of Mario. Yeah. And we were like, we're going to do that. And they're like, what do Americans like? <laughs> chili, do- chili cheese dogs. Just chili dogs. Yeah. Uh, no, they were like, yeah, they wanted like a bright color and they wanted him to have attitude because that was like the thing at the time. And so Sonic was designed to be appealing to a Western audience and uh, they nailed it. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I guess we're drawing Sonic now. Yep. Okay, we do have to draw Sonic. I, it's funny to me that, like, his eyebrows are, like... He's a goggle eyes. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's also, like, all skin. He's an abomination. <laughs> He's cute, so... Yeah, like, I think, kind of, once I got into the industry and I was like, okay, like, maybe I should learn some new things and, like, find some new people to follow. Um, fuck, there's this one short called The Reward. V, do you know what I'm talking about? It's, like, this yeah. French animated thing. Gene, do you know know what that is? I I don't remember. I'm not sure it's French. I think it's... uh, They're not French? uh, I think uh, it's Sun Creator... Sun something? Yeah. Tales of Alderaan. That's what it is. That's like the overall series. So now they're like half... Mm -hmm. Now they're like half... uh, I mean, they do have a lot of French artists that they hire, Mm -hmm. but the reward, I think, was made in the animation workshop, which is a, yeah. a school in Denmark. And they're really good. They're, it's, a, it's a really great school. Dude, yeah, that short, like, I watched that so many times, just, like, copying the designs from it. Like, it's like I just, like, love that, like, fantasy but cartooniness of it. Ugh, so good. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like a U.S. esque, I would say, you know, like, kind of like the animation that's kind of, like, really snappy, mm-hmm. also a little cartoony, and like a really good blend of all like different influences. All the characters kind of look like this. I don't even know what this is. I've never heard of this. They're just like long and twiggy. Hmm. It's, it's great. It, it, it got really popular. I wouldn't, I think you might have, I would be surprised if you hadn't seen it, Gene, honestly, because you know everything. Mm, oh, this passed me by. I'm looking at, I'm looking it up. This completely passed me by. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's a fun short. Yeah, it looks really good. The screenshots look good. Uh, well, you do uh, play music. You do your. I'm in this shitty band. Like the math. Fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we play. We play in a band together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do that a lot. I mean, I think that's something that's worth noting. Is I think you're. I said in the beginning, I guess, but like you do more more than just art. You're also always tinkering with uh, with mm-hmm. your guitar. I mean, you're building a guitar right now, which is crazy. Yeah, I think it's important to do that. You know, not just yes. make everything art. I, I just don't have the, I don't have the energy. I, I can't like churn out that much personal work. I, I just, it comes in waves. Oh, so like music's such a good like, second outlet and like doing Q-bomb stuff with you is like so therapeutic, like more than I could even explain just because it's like, yeah. back when we used to practice like weekly. Remember that? It, it, it's almost like you just, you hold in all this like work rage animation shit that you have to deal with. And then you just like scream and jam it out. And you're just like, like after. <laughs> like, it feels <laughs> good, man. It feels really, really good. Yeah, that's been a big source of anxiety for me is that I don't even have an outlet anymore. It's like that used to be my way of coping. Oh God, you're just pent up. Yeah. Yeah, that was something we kind of, it happened organically. It's like we, Nickelodeon was doing a like talent show thing back in what, like 2017 or yeah. 18. And uh, 
me and my writing partner, we've like had worked on music before, but we wanted to do something new. And so we wrote a few songs specifically with this like sort of live punk band sound. And then I knew you were playing guitar. And so I asked you to join and mm -hmm. been there ever since. Yeah, it's been fun. It's, it's fun to have like, and it's not just like a, like, oh, we just fuck around on like instruments kind of thing. It's like, and it's like an organized thing where we have like well, projects we're working on and stuff, you know, like it's, it's cool. This isn't my episode again, but, but I like, but I, yeah, I, I like to have a purpose with the stuff I do. And so like, yeah, I wanted to have an album, uh, but anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that seems to be a big outlet for you is like mm -hmm. the, the guitar. And you've been writing music too now. I mean, you've been putting out little songs Yeah, here and there. They're yeah, great. That stuff, that stuff is, it's really nice. Cause it's, I, I try not to, when it comes to music, like worry too much about it just cause like, I don't, I don't know how to like mix and like produce music i just i just know what to make that sounds good to me so mm -hmm. like, i just i just get like if i have a fun little ditty that i wrote and i put it on a loop and i just keep adding to it just it just feels nice to like have this small finished little project out there because then it's like cool like that satisfied me creatively <laughs> yeah now I can not worry about it. What's your handle for like for us to like follow and look at your and listen to your music? Look at I'm like, can I look at your music, Ari? Look at look at my look at look at me at uh, <laughs> Castle Tunes on Instagram. That's mainly where I post. But is it spelled T U N E S or T O O? Fuck no, it's not spelled like that. It's spelled T O O N S. Man, I was in like my comic class in college when I thought of that username, like Castle Tunes and like Castle Tin. And I, I like almost shat myself. I was like so excited. I was like, oh, like, I did it. That's my brand. You cracked it. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. Exciting. It's really funny. Yeah, I just know that you hate that. Uh, <laughs> people uh, misspelling it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you feel like, like what goals do you have going forward in your career and stuff? Mm, that's, that's a good question. Um, oh no, we're getting, we're going to get deep. <laughs> oh my God. Well, my dad, when he, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, of course I want to like show run. I want to like pitch stuff and I want it to get picked up. Um, you know, and I feel like everyone wants to do that, but yeah, like you'd be surprised. Yeah, I think hopefully five years from now I can have some sort of thing that I'm running or something that I've pitched that's being developed. That'd be awesome. If not, I'd love to just keep like going through like director jobs and like going to different shows. I kind of want to go back to boarding too. Oh, just because I kind of miss the creative process and the pitching and interesting. Just kind of like having a a big thing that I can call my own and then pushing it aside, getting a new one on. I feel like with directing, it's always like just little problems to to fix each day as opposed to just like turning something in and not having to deal with it. But yeah, that, that's kind of like, I'm just taking it one step at a time. I'm trying not to worry too much about what the next thing is until it, you know, pops up. But right now I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy where it is. That's cool. Yeah, that's good. Well, you've always been sort of just Happy to kind of live in the moment and like mm -hmm. just do the job that's in front of you, which is good. True Zen master, spiritual leader, <laughs> spiritual guru Ari. That's what they call me. It's funny you say that about going back to boards. I feel like, like it, it really seems to just depend on people, like what where they get their fulfillment. Because like I would much rather move up to directing and mm -hmm. do the little problem solving minutia and like almost let my creative brain rest at my yeah. job. And focus on 
on like my own stuff, but other people I've seen, like they go up to directing and yeah, like, like you, they miss the, um, you know, actually doing creative things and boarding mm-hmm. and like f- figuring out the episode. But for me, it's exhausting. Oh yeah. Well, it also, well, boards is, is never not going to be exhausting. I feel like, no, like it's just, but that's also the, the fun part of it. For me, the challenge of boards is that it's kind of like, I get the feeling that's the most like shonen job that there is in animation because it's like I can do this I'm just gonna work really hard and show everyone that I can do this it's like that's like really like the attitude when going into boards because boards is a lot of work it's it's really a lot of work but because it is a lot of work it's also a really big chance to shine Mm -hmm. yeah you have so much to show and then and then on top of that whole like hassle of like figuring out the episode roughing the like the episode like getting through a bunch of notes and and like doing all the acting and like designing all those like locations and characters that you know that haven't been designed before then on top of that you got to perform it in front of like a whole audience yeah which for me that was i mean you said it was really scary for you it was scary for me the first time i did it because the first time i did it was in english in the u.s because in france we don't really pitch so it's like (laughs) it's like such a this job like includes so many facets of like you need so much skills so yeah it is it is really exhausting but then you like like you said like you get all like you get to reap that the reward of like the hard work <laughs> yeah i i like say that now like oh i, I miss boards and I, I bet if i ever do another board i'll be like fuck this board it's hard man i don't know yeah. i feel like uh if you're on a good production with a, like a, a generous enough schedule it's manageable but when it's the the less time you have to to do that job the less it feels fulfilling and the more it feels like you're always racing against time and like yeah and it just stops being fun it's just like it becomes it It really depends on the show as well like i mean for example i personally say like the the job that i had the most fun on was thundercats roar but Mm -hmm. it was also a show that had like a tight schedule uh and like i i like that didn't really mattered to me that the schedule was tight just because I had so much fun drawing the characters. I love the characters so much and I love the like working on the show so much. So when you get to be a good match for the show, that's the best because it's so fulfilling creatively. Yeah. But when you're like at like a somewhat match, you're like a like a like a seventy percent match, it's like this is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it it becomes work. I, I I feel like I'm still waiting to find that 100% match for like... It doesn't come often. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, it's hard. Gene, do you ever miss designs? Yeah, not background layout. I don't want to go back to that. But I, I think if I had the right offer to do like character design, I think yeah. I would definitely give it a shot. Or... Um, if I if I was that lucky to do art directing, but I don't I don't think I would get an art directing job. But character design would be fun if it was on the right show. But um, I don't know. I'm trying to find my way. <laughs> that's 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 for a different episode. But I yeah I kind of want to like learn all these different trades, you know, and like sure. Just, I feel like that'll make you an even better like showrunner if you kind of like know. Where oh you're... yeah yeah I I oh yeah hundred percent. I don't regret working um in design because I feel like I, I've I've hopped around to all these different things already. Like I've you know I did design, I did revisions, I've done boards, and so it's like yeah. Honestly, directing is kind of the only thing left for me mm-hmm. to get like a full scope short of production, I guess. But I managed to skip that step, and uh, yeah, it's uh, 
it's important to know all of it. And yeah. I think there, a lot of the problems that come in, in production pipelines is because other people have never worked. It's almost like having never worked retail. You don't understand how shitty it is. And so like people will be like people that are like mean to their servers or uh, people in retail. It's like, dude, yeah. like until you've had to wait tables or work customer service, like yeah. you just don't know. Yeah. It's the same thing with uh, animation jobs. It's like, dude, until you've, yeah. Once you're, once you're in the shit, like you treat those people with so much more respect and it's like, cause you, cause you've been there, you get it, you know? And yeah, um, yeah I, I like, if I ever do have a show, you know, one day, whatever, like that would be ideal to kind of like know where everybody's coming from and just like, you know, have experience in all parts of it. That's why I, like I picked up some like freelance character stuff to do. And it's like, I'm excited to like kind of get into that area as well. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you can do freelance while working. Oh, it fucking sucks. I, don't, I, <laughs> I swore off of doing, when I first got my job on Loud House, I saw other people doing freelance and just only ever complaining. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to do that. Like, I don't think it's worth the, the extra money to be that exhausted at the end of the week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it depends. I've done freelance. I feel like also it depends where you're at in your career. Like, yeah. I feel like when you're at the very beginning of your career, it's kind of, it, it, it's good to do it just to build that network and those relationships. And then mm -hmm. people know you and they're like, oh yeah, that freelance artist. And then you can just, you just know people. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I feel you guys. I'm like, I, I'm not really interested in uh doing freelance when I'm working full-time because then it's like because then it's like you it's harder for you as an artist to, to do to, to grow on the job mm -hmm. like I, I don't know yeah. if that's kind of how you guys also see it but for me being on a on a new gig I'm always like looking forward to learn new stuff because yeah. if I'm not learning then I, I, I get bored and I'm and I yeah. can't but if you have freelance on top of that, like how can you learn anything? Cause you, cause you're going to be so oh. stressed out about what's waiting for you at home. It's also sort of the, like, don't half-ass two things. You got a whole ass one thing. Yeah. And if yeah. you're juggling a full-time job and freelance, either you're going to suffer or your work's going to suffer. And then mm -hmm. you're, that'll still come back to you, you know? So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, I guess depends on where you're at and what your uh, workload is, but yeah. Uh, when I was, doing directing stuff for Loud House, I, I kind of felt like I wasn't really fulfilled. I was like, oh, like, I just feel like all I'm doing is like redlining or just like revision, like sure. revising stuff, you know, this isn't really what I want to do. And I ended up picking up like a lot of like freelance for, I did some stuff for like the Snoopy stuff that's coming out. And then I started doing stuff for like development. And I, yeah, I was just like so burnt out and I was like doing more work, but I'm not happier. <laughs> yeah yeah like this isn't oh, i don't know if this was like the right call <laughs> i feel like i don't want to do freelance in my free time because i would rather do personal art because yeah, that's how exactly. i recharge my my batteries in terms of like creative fulfillment is like i want to mm -hmm. because you know when you work in animation you spend so much time making something that's not your own mm -hmm. It's nice to have something that you can call your own when you can when you work on your personal stuff. Yeah, yeah. I agree. No, I, I, I'm the same way. That's why that's another reason why I don't is because uh, if I spend all day and ever you know weeks mm -hmm. just working on other people's stuff, I I will just completely lose that fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. I don't know. Everyone's different. This is just our take, guys. This is just like hot, <laughs> hot take. Hot, hot, hot takes. Take. Freelance is hard. <laughs> 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 cool what
what? Uh, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Anything else you uh, want to plug or? What about your favorite places to visit outside the U.S.? Oh, fuck. I just like erased it. Um, Whoops. I, I was drawing us walking in Japan because I love Japan. Uh, I think that was like one of the only places I like truly, really, really enjoyed being in. Like, and I didn't like I didn't want to come home because whenever I go on vacation, I'm I'm always kind of counting down the days till I can get back to my grind. Yeah, yeah. But Japan, something about it. I was just like, I could, I could just not come back. They'll never find me. Dude, same. Oh yeah, really? Like, what, what was it about Japan that you loved so much? <sighs> they just like they do it right, you know. Yeah. And I've talked with Gene about it. Just like, and this is probably just Tokyo. Just like how people are like polite to, like polite in the sense of like function, you know. Um, they they walk on the right side. They they let the like faster people go ahead. Um, there's yeah. like bumps in the road for like blind people so they don't like die. And mm-hmm. just, it's just like stuff like that. Like it's really thoughtful. Like very how efficient. it's organized. Yeah, very efficient, clean. Just the idea that you can like leave your laptop out mm-hmm. in the bathroom and nobody would steal it. Like that's crazy. And you feel it when you're there. Like I, I yeah. Like you're just like I don't feel worried. <laughs> like, but yeah. It, it's it, yeah. We have talked about it, but it, it's uh, something I've had to kind of realize is it's like going there as a tourist is great and it's not just tokyo by the way because like i i've gone pretty much all around the country like from Mm -hmm. coast to coast and like it's it's great all around and and everyone's nice i never encountered any like hostility towards me as a as a foreigner as a tourist however like yeah i i just have learned more and more about the culture and it's like it's pretty bad like there's there's a lot yeah it's not perfect not they got a lot to work on there's a lot there's a lot of misogyny and bigotry and like a lot of bad shit so i just want to i want to like make a little asterisk there for sure for sure but yeah but um and a super high suicide rate holy shit they put so much pressure on each other yeah i i was like what watching so many videos like i feel like for i i wouldn't know why but there's so many channels french channels that are kind of doing video essays on japanese culture Mm -hmm. and and justin was watching a lot of them actually and he was like why are all these people french why are where are French people so interested in Japanese culture? It's like, kind of a weird overlap. I like, yeah, I think. Um, and Japan loves France too. Yeah, there, there is. I, I mean, I'm going to be talking out of my ass right now, but like, there's like a bridge, I guess, in French and Japanese culture in the way that they both have really high expectations. Yeah. Like, I also see a bridge between Japanese and American culture in a whole different way. For example, how there is like you have to read a lot in subtext yeah that's like something that is not french at all like french people won't really use subtext usually they're probably just gonna tell like tell it how it is like be extremely blunt yeah but like in japan and and here in the u.s or at least on the west coast it's very much like did i already tell the story on the podcast like a friend of mine told me the story but like there's like this Jap- like this story uh, to explain kind of like the the social rules in japan it's like you have two two families uh, living in the same apartment complex. Uh, the first family has a kid, and uh, the kid plays the piano uh, to practice for for school, and plays until like past the time that's like allowed. So like probably until 10 p.m. or something. Mm-hmm. So the next day, the other family, the mom in the other family, is gonna like knock at the door and be like, "Oh, hello." How- Oh, I heard your son play the piano yesterday. He's really talented. 
And mm -hmm. so the mom has to be like, oh, thank you, thank you. And she's supposed to understand from that exchange that it means, oh, you've been playing too loud too late and that's yeah. bothering us. Wow, whoa, okay. Yeah, and, I, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that's kind of like the type of interaction. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this yeah. is, it's kind of cartoony, but you know. There's something about that that's nice though, because at least they're, if both pe parties are on the same page, that's like the best way that interaction could possibly go yeah. than being like, shut your fucking kid up. Like that's not, that's how it would be in America. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, then when, when do you know someone is being real? Yeah. Because you only say positive things. So when someone tells you like, oh, like I really like this coat you're wearing. Does that mean like, oh, you're not supposed oh. to wear that kind of coat. You know what I'm saying? It's like, then you, you, you never really know. I guess, but I feel like, I feel like that happens more in American culture than it probably would in Japan. I think they just wouldn't say anything. I mean, that's a that's a like a, I feel like that's like a, a lot of silent judgment. Yeah, I, I would rather have silent judgment. But oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like people, yeah, that's such a thing where like I mean, I guess it's more of like a thing that mean girls do in high school. But yeah, and people will do. It. But it's kind of like the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like the same yeah. mechan like uh, dynamics. It doesn't have to be about like the way you're your clothes but um yeah it, it can be about just about like anything that you say or you know the way you behave v you used to live in japan right mm -hmm. was that like was that like your experience there well for me the only thing is that like as, as a gaijin it was like nice because i even though like i am a woman i like since i'm white they yeah. would know that they that they they, they wouldn't treat me the same way that we treat another Japanese person yeah, right. because they would be like, oh, like she probably doesn't know. Like, like yeah. there's kind of like this thing when you're a gaijin, you get like a, a pass of like, they're kind of, they, they don't get it. Yeah. But there was, I don't know if I told the story on the podcast yet, but they, there was at some point after like a year that I was kind of starting to be like a little antsy about how I could tell that everyone was like, oh, what's the word? Like they, like you could tell that say it in french <laughs> no 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 no. i'm trying to i'm trying to put the words on it it's like you can tell that they can't really act out based on their like gut or emotion yeah like that they're always trying to to stay very contained like yeah and they're the best i don't know and they're like very like it's the word isn't probably like stressed out but like repressed like they're worried about a lot of things like for example i was in a kombini yeah and i was on my period sorry <laughs> i grabbed some Girls like get periods. No, but that's exactly <laughs> what i'm that's exactly what i'm getting at is like i grabbed some tampons yeah put the tampons on the um, <laughs> like to, like i gave it to the cashier and he freaked out. He freaked out. He was just like running around. What? He was, really? Yeah. He like was like, he like grabbed a, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm barely exaggerating, but you could tell that like on his face, he was like, oh no. And then he like quick had to. But they sell it. Yeah, they, I know, but like you have to hide it. It's an alarm. He, yeah. he like had to find something really fast to hide the tampon. So like nobody, cause what? like, it was like, if somebody else saw that I was buying tampons, it could like make me like, it would, you know, I don't know. It was like embarrassing. What? Like, I don't even, yeah, that's something crazy. basic. Oh my God. It was like, yeah, it was like, it, it would be embarrassing for everyone 
in the store. So he had to hide it really fast be- before I could pay for it. And and then like that moment, I was just like, oh my God, like, come on. Like, I, I get yeah. it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I embarrassed you by wanting to buy tampons, but, yeah, but the- also this is too much. <laughs> well, it's a normal bodily function. Yeah. Uh, exactly. But they're, but they're really, they really don't like body fluids. Like, like sneezing is like, they hate that foreigners like sneeze. Yeah. Yeah. Also sweating, like you're not supposed to sweat. Whoa. That's why you're supposed to have like little towels with you. So like you can wipe your face and stuff. I thought that was just for bathrooms just because there's no towels anywhere. <laughs> Uh, no, like you're like, it's like all purpose. It, they're not gonna like shame you or anything, but it, it will make people feel uncomfortable if you're like sweating. And so you have to be able to wipe your face. That's wild. Yeah. Like I said, they got some shit to figure out, but yeah. I mean, every society is bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's- Everyone's got their own things going on. Like I could mm-hmm. go on about France as well. And- yeah. But I love anime. <laughs> love that anime. Love that uh, that sushi. Love that curry. Man, the food. Ah, fuck it. Whatever. Everyone talks about the food in Japan. Anyway, cool. Yeah, Japan's great. I want to go back once uh, we're out of hell. It's such a it's such it's such a fun country to to travel in. Yeah, like you said, it's like super safe. There's like the trains all over the place. So yeah, so easy to get around. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't need it's a well car. thought out, man. As a tourist, amazing. I highly recommend to whoever's listening, all four of you, um, <laughs> to definitely go to Japan to travel. It's a, if you've never traveled before outside of the country, it's probably the best non-English speaking country to to go to i think because there is a lot of english signage and it's mm-hmm. just to me it was crazy to see a world outside of like our western way of doing things and it it made me be like oh it doesn't have to be this way <laughs> like yeah. there's things we could do to our society that would improve it mm-hmm. you know but anyway I, I i also recommend not just sticking around tokyo like there's a lot to do in tokyo yeah and uh and the major cities yeah but i was lucky enough to be able to go back a second time uh, last year and uh, my partner and I just like went through we went through like all these small towns like we stopped at a town called Uji that's just like known for its green tea and oh boy it was delightful it's like a little it's just like it feels like a Studio Ghibli movie where like everything's just so quaint and charming and like and it really is like that though like when you what do you see in uh, an anime yeah really like that that that's feels like one of the things I noticed in Japan too like I walked out of my Airbnb into like the rained like alleyway yeah, between yeah. the like suburban and like city area and i was like i'm, I'm a fucking protagonist in this anime. Yeah. Like, yeah like it's not far off there's a smell to it it's really funny because they do have like all the moments like the train like an anime they do have the moments mm-hmm. in the train that was like such a big part of my life in japan and then they have like the you know like the the, the rain how the rain will just kind of like it's just going to start raining at a random moment and yep. like be gone in a couple minutes and like they always have that anime too and that yeah. that really does happen <laughs> and it's like a subtropical climate or something i think mm-hmm. that's why yeah it, it's such a beautiful country it, mm-hmm. it really is and hiking in japan is so great awesome yeah we um took a train i forget the area i want to say nagano mm-hmm. But there was the Olympics there. I know that. Uh, we took a train up there. And it was a whole thing. It's like we took a train up to that city. And then we had to take a bus. And then we uh, had to hike. But it was all to see a bunch of snow monkeys that like hang out nice. in the hot springs. Yes. And it was it was so worth it. But the hike there was through these woods. And like, yeah, it was really nice. And like, it was chilly at that time. And then it was just all these little 
friggin' snow monkeys and little babies running right up to you and like they don't <laughs> care. They're used to people. And oh man, I had I had such a good time. Anyway, we're a bunch of weebs. We like Japan. Yes, yeah. yes. It's like all we talk about on this podcast. We like waifus. Get over it. We like uh, <laughs> we, we love Japan and One Piece. And we hate college. Uh, I'm actually thinking about one thing. Ari, you, you like to play video games. What's, what are your favorite video games? Yo, I do love video games. My favorite video games, man. Um, or like one that you're playing a lot right now. Right now, I'm, I'm playing a lot of like Battle Royale. So I'm still playing like Apex Legend. And I'm playing this game called Rogue Company on the Epic Store. It's like it's pretty cheaply made, but it's just like a like a online PvP like capture the point type thing. But I don't know. It's really satisfying how it plays. But I don't know. I kind of fell off the Animal Crossing hype that everybody was on. I mean, it's been eight months. Yeah. People are yeah. Some people are still on it. Um, but like I couldn't I couldn't stick to it for some reason. But besides that, I had to wean myself off Animal Crossing. There was a day actually when I made my Animal Crossing comic, I was like. I need to make more art. I need to stop playing video games. I like your Animal Crossing comic. It's really good. <laughs> I was just, it's just like, it's just time consuming. It's yeah, yeah. Consuming. Yeah, it's just like a busy, I, I don't play it, but yeah, yeah, it's just like a thing to do, I, I guess. Think, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like, I found out that I'm, I'm not really like good at those games that require patience and like, like, like Stardew Valley is kind of like that too, where it's just like, you know, like you, you get this thing, you put it here. And then if you come back tomorrow, like it'll be a this thing. And <laughs> I, I just kind of like want it all there so I can just like keep moving forward and stuff. <laughs> I like Stardew Valley because there was a goal to work towards at least. Yeah. And uh, Animal Crossing, it's like purely your own, your own goals and everything. And I, yeah. I just cannot get into those kinds of games like yeah. Minecraft. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, hey. I was just thinking about something. Wow. Let me tell you. So this podcast name is Creative Block. And okay. something that we've started doing recently is ask our guests, did you ever have art block? And if yeah. yes, what is it like for you? And how do you get through art block? What are the things that you do to help you get through it? Yeah. All that. Yeah, I thought you were going to go into like a Minecraft segment. It's like Creative Block, join our server. <laughs> I, I am completely chaotic. I'm sorry. No, that's the best. Our Minecraft segment. Yeah. <laughs> Just speaking of which, let me talk about Audible real quick. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I wish. Please sponsor us, Audible. Oh, my gosh. I would love that. I have Skillshare. a membership. Yeah. Get, a, get a Kindle, nerd. Um, yeah. .com. Google, please. Yeah. Trina. Uh, recently, I mean, since quarantine started, like, I've been hitting those, like, weekly, you know? Just, like, outside of work, I just don't really want to like draw anymore yeah and i think just not being around people and like doing those jokey post-it doodles at lunch and shit like that really like hit me you know just like not having that social aspect mm. like i didn't realize how like socially charged i am until this stuff all happened you yeah, know no kidding yeah so like i don't know re recently it's just been like kind of tough trying to like get to the grind but i don't know like Every now and then, I'll just, like, find something that somebody does online, and then it'll just, like, re-energize re me, you know? Or, like, I'll see a cool pilot or something. Like, a new show will come out. And I'll, like, I saw the Molly McGee stuff, mm, yeah. and I got, like, jazzed. And I just started, like, doodling shit after that. So, usually, I'll just, like, take a break if, if I hit a block. I won't force it, because that just makes me, like, just as stressed out, you know? Mm. I'll try to just take a break and, like, just find a different way to satisfy my creativity like you know chasm in my heart 
like I'll try to like play guitar. Um, and then another thing, Gene, just like not being able to practice like sucks, yeah. you know? Yeah, that was my <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, just like, it's been good to like talk with people. Like I, I do like, like lunch meetings every week, you know, with people from work and stuff. And we just like hearing people helps. And eventually if I give it enough time, like the next bit of inspiration will come and I'll start doodling again. Like, yeah, just like recently, Megan and I, we've just been like fucking pitching random ass ideas to oh, each I other. That's for... the end of that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Get it all out. But it's just like, um, like we'll just be like, driving and I'll be like, like we'll drive by a school and I'll be like, just like, oh, like Coogie was like a small town cougar who moved to <laughs> the school and now his dad's a bear and shit like that. And like, we'll, we'll just riff. And then at the end of it, I'm like, I want to fucking draw Coogie and the bear. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff is so overlooked. That's true. I have been like doodling just more dumb shit that I come yeah. up with. Yeah. Honestly, I, I totally agree with that in the way that like the only reason why I made my Animal Crossing comic was because I have like this group of friends from Thundercats and we were all really into Animal Crossing and then we were all like really into a specific part of the fandom and then I was just like I got really sucked into it and I started making the comic almost not just for them but like they were my first audience and getting Mm -hmm. their reaction at every single page that I drew was like so fulfilling (laughs) yeah yeah and then it's nicer just to like do it to make your friends laugh instead of like li- yeah. the number of likes on Instagram or something, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that stuff usually just taking a break and just doing dumb, funny shit just to like, you know, make my fiance laugh or just to make me giggle it tends to make me way happier than forcefully doing a like a, another Cowboy Bebop drawing or some shit and like put it on Instagram. Right. Yeah. To get 10 likes. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Just to like get people to follow me and it's like <laughs> i've recently stopped like not stopped but tried to care less about like follower count and stuff like that because it's just it's that's never good, enough yeah that's a good um it's a much healthier way to be i'm still figuring that out yeah because <laughs> i mean i feel like uh i, I dream of quitting twitter because mm-hmm. but i feel like so many of my opportunities have come from that that it's i can't imagine myself leaving it because i don't feel like i'm that secure in my career yet like Literally, like a lot of my opportunities have come from Twitter, uh, my presence on there and what I post. And so it's just like, uh, they got me like they've trapped mm-hmm. me in this fucking. Honestly, I relate to that a lot, especially because for me, the one thing that allowed me to move to the US was my internet presence. Like if yeah. it wasn't for social media, I would still be in France, which mm-hmm. wouldn't be a bad thing, but I really wanted to experience the industry here and like Yeah, that's hard. Everything's everything's there now and like and I and I hate it. Like I hate the way that it is structured, how everyone's just yelling at each other all the time. Yeah. Like, especially now. Meh. Yeah, especially now. But it's like, like- like recently can't escape it i just i've set up like screen uh time filters on it and that helps it makes me feel bad about it so that's good i'm like because you can still say like give me 15 more minutes and i but i end up doing that a lot and then i'm like oh i'm not doing a good job of of uh and then at the end of the week it'll say like your screen time was up (laughs) by like 15 percent i'm like fuck <laughs> you feel good about that, you piece of shit? Yeah, you, you checking your old Twitters? Yeah, I need I need like an aggressive screen time. I need it to like make fun of me a little bit. Yeah, I kind of want it to like make me feel bad. Yeah, at, you you fill out a page of your insecurities at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> I can tell you set it up. Yeah, 
You feel good about yourself, you little fuck? <laughs> but uh, anyway, I think it's about time to wrap it up. Okay. Anything, any last words? Um, before we kill you? Skillshare is an online learning oh, that's not. That's <laughs> not I don't know. Make sure, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're obviously some sort of animation enthusiast. You know, in the end, just draw what makes you happy. Draw, draw what you like. Don't force anything. Drink lots of water. People need to drink more water. That's good. Um, and get some rest. Sleep eight hours. That's a good. That's a good one. Yeah. It's yeah. a good feel good podcast. Let's yeah. just feel, let's just feel, you know what? I'm going to get real close to the mic and we're going to do some like ASMR stuff. Oh no. We're going to hear just, you like, spit. Enjoy your, enjoy your day, everyone. This has been uh, Ari Castleton. Give us a plug. Let us know what your handles are mm. again, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Follow me at uh, Castle Tunes. And I think I'm, I'm that on, no, just Instagram, just Instagram. And then you can search me on Twitter if you want. I don't really post anything, um, but yeah, keep, keep cool. up with me. Pretty good stuff on that Castle Tunes. I have been Gene Goldstein. Follow me at Gene Goldstein. And uh, you know me, V. <laughs> you know V. You know, you know who I am. Uh, we'll we'll have all these things flashing on the screen because we ha- because this is on YouTube. This is a video. And uh, hit that subscribe button if you wanna <laughs> hit that like, hit that subscribe. <laughs> more stories. Listen to more animation people. Hit the bell. We'll fucking find you if you don't. We we're know. coming up on a million subscribers, guys. I mean, I, I don't think we're not actually there yet, but I feel like if we're like optimistic, I, I think about we. It. I mean, technically, you are coming up on a million subscribers. Yeah, really. Who says when we're coming up on it? <laughs> we're close true. to a million, guys. All right, guys, we're almost at five hundred billion subscribers. We're almost there. We're coming up. <laughs> we're gonna make it. I want to get that gold uh, play button. Oh my! Um, thanks so much for having me, guys. It's so much. Fun. Yeah, of course, it's been great. Yeah, thank you for coming. That was like so fun. I mm-hmm. I love uh, getting to know about all of my friends past mm-hmm. so that was great i feel like we know so much about each other and i still love talking to you guys <laughs> isn't that sweet mm-hmm. all right fuck i'm tired all right all right bye everyone thanks Ari. Bye. thank you for tuning in bye bye mm-hmm.